I thought a fun way to start this time, you guys, would be either to talk about Clubhouse or to share two questions from Rebound Prime subscribers. <laughs> oh, do we get to pick? Let's let's <laughs> yeah, because I would say go with the questions about <laughs> from Rebound Prime. Yeah, you know, John's not into Clubhouse. It's fine. They went to prime.reboundcast.com and asked these questions. Any TPK slash rebound one-shot bonus content in the future? If it happens, what characters <laughs> might we expect you all to play? That question comes from Donald John. Donald John, very fortunate not to have a worst last name <laughs> to go with that. <laughs> wow. You know what? It occurred to me at one point, but I felt like I could probably convince Moltz, but I don't think I would ever convince Lex is basically the way I was thinking about that. <laughs> Mm. I've played role-playing games before. Uh, I went to a nerdy summer camp. We played one that I can't remember that I really liked that was called like Monsters something. It was two words, I believe. They were all different monsters. Okay. All right. And uh, I enjoyed that. I-, I could be convinced for a one-off. Okay. All right. That's a possible bonus episode. We'll file that away. Mm. And what character would you play? Yeah, that's that's the real question. <laughs> Moltz. You, no question. That is not, that is not a is, character. Is Moltz a wizard? Is Moltz a fighter? Is Moltz a thief? I don't know. I, I have a lot of questions. Oh, okay. Usador. <laughs> just, yeah, see, you, you guys just saw me because I accidentally turned my camera on. So <laughs> it was you, great. Saw, you saw the beard. I think, it's, the, beard, it's I think the beard clearly makes me a wizard. That's true. You're a wizard, John. Or a dwarf. I guess I could be a dwarf, Oh, too. you could be a dwarf. That's true. You are the shortest yeah. member of the Repact. That's true. That's true. I don't think I'm exactly dwarfish, but you two are freakishly large. That's true. All right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I would play. That's a lot of questions. Uh, we got a wizard. We got Lex, uh, who is... Lex is a bard. Come on. Lex is a bard. Oh, That's obvious. God, yes. The singing, the charm. Yes. Come on. Yeah, I think you're absolutely I think that's true. That. Nailed it. I guess that makes me uh I'll have to be the tank. So I'll be a I'll be a fighter or a uh yeah. something like we're that. Gonna need, we're gonna need somebody who can actually accomplish something. Yeah, well <laughs> while you're off singing and casting spells that keep failing, yes, I'll be sighing and killing the monsters that are trying to kill you. Okay. Thank God. There you go. Thank God for laid it out for you. And then uh I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Tomo. Could be Tomo, but I think it's Tomo, T O M O. Tomo. I probably should have prepped us with this question ahead of time so we could have answered with a resounding yes right now. But Tomo asks, do you plan to offer merch that we will be able to buy and wear with pride, similar to some other technology podcasts? <laughs> buy has an asterisk, and next to that it says, with a discount included, of course, as a true Prime service. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. I, you know what? He is a savvy operator. I, I appreciate that. I like, yeah. I like someone who looks for a good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a shirt. I don't know where, what happened to it. <laughs> I honestly don't know what yeah. happened. I, I honestly don't know. I have one too. I honestly don't know where. I can't even remember where we were selling it. So let's let's do this. If you're a Rebound Prime subscriber, or if you're not, tweet at us. But if you're a Rebound Prime subscriber, feel free to, feel free to use the ask a question thing on prime.reboundcast.com. What do you think should be on the shirt? But yes, we'll make one, we'll sell it, and we'll give Rebound Prime members a discount. Does it have to be a shirt? Could it be a, I don't know, it could be a hat or a mug or I don't know. Like, what do people want? That's my other curiosity. Like, is there is there something? I genuinely feel like nobody wants a mug. <laughs> Everybody's got all the mugs they need. Who doesn't have two? We literally mugs? Like to take half yeah. the mugs out of our kitchen because we discovered that the yeah. brackets holding up one of the shelves had broken and it was just hanging there by a thread and it contained all of the mugs <laughs> right over <laughs> all of the glasses. And we decided, you know what? Let's move half the glasses and half the mugs and have one shelf so that nothing falls on it. Yeah. 
That's probably we, a good idea. We got rid of half our mugs. Like all the ones that were just logo <laughs> mugs, we, we ditched. I am surrounded by our second, uh, right here in the, in the basement. Um, our second string mugs are all down here. Mm. All the Christmas mugs are here. Um, and the And the ones that we, we I, for some reason, we don't like and we don't throw out. <laughs> <laughs> They're perfect. That's the thing with a mug, though. Like, I feel like the, the bar is high because it's like, well, it still functions, right? Like, yeah. it's until, unless it right. breaks. And then it's like, oh, we'll toss it. It's a mug, there's whatever. A, there's an but like, mug. There's a bunch of dog. Uh, yeah. Quality Foley work. work. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's not. <laughs> We've only got two jokes on this show. Uh, I also want to mention that I recently made a decision with a technology company that I only just now realized, just because the tab was still open while we're talking here, how much Moltz would hate and never do this. You made a decision oh, with a technology company. Like this sounds like a counseling thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, close. I um, I so I went to pick up a refill at uh, CVS Pharmacy, and the pharmacist behind the counter at my CVS, which is like two minutes from my house, which is why I like it, uh, never have their masks up. They're always down around their chins, which I find infuriating and crazy. Like they work in a pharmacy where people mm, yeah. get medicine when yeah. they don't feel good. A lot of pharmacists are. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were specifically mm-hmm. talking about how dumb Americans <laughs> were to have voted for Biden and to believe that Biden was yes. going to do it. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that before. And somebody wrote back to me on Twitter saying, oh, you should just use Amazon Pharmacy. And I was like, okay. So I have slowly switched my few prescriptions oh to god. Amazon Pharmacy. And then I was just yeah. like, oh my god, Moltz would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> You're correct, sir. <laughs> I, it's only one step from there to Amazon telling you what drugs you should take. <laughs> Amazon injecting them, injecting things into your veins. Yeah, I mean, like when you when you press the button on top show, of your Alexa, a drone shows up and injects you with something. But it's in the middle of the night, so you're fine. Uh, you don't mm-hmm. even know. Yeah, right, right. What's the problem? Yeah, exactly. You, you should only be afraid if your veins have done something wrong. <laughs> Look, John's perfectly willing to get stabbed in the wrist when there's an Apple Watch doing it, but it's <laughs> Amazon drones is where he draws the line. Okay, I'm just saying. I think that's the most efficient method. That's all. <laughs> that's. I guess that's fair. Um, that's fine so yeah lex is getting his prescriptions via i you know it, it, the local pharmacy for me for a while was like offering free delivery on them at the beginning of the pandemic and then they stopped asking me about that which is weird because i've tried to get my pharmacy to stop asking me about things in the past and they would not they just continually called me and texted me about things that i didn't want even after i told them that and now it's like i actually didn't mind that service yeah. where you just delivered the the medications directly to my door why are we not doing that anymore and they're like whatever Come on, come on down to the store. Yeah. No, I don't want to go to the yeah. store. Right. It's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. Lex, do you order groceries from Amazon? No. Okay. Lauren doesn't like the idea of ordering groceries. She she goes to the store. I hear I that. I love the idea of ordering groceries. I don't, yeah, I don't like ordering groceries. I don't like either, ordering them either. I, I want to pick I want to pick I, my I stuff. Did, I've done it a couple of times and I just don't I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why. I think I'm too picky. I mean, I, don't, I like I like I go into the grocery store and it's very visual for me. And so I see things I'm like, oh, I definitely need that. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about this. It's not on the list. And if I order online, I forget like 9000 things. I really do appreciate, though, like because we, we probably ordered from a grocery store twice or three times early pandemic, like late March, early April. And I loved when they my shopper was actively shopping and I would get real time texts that'd be like, they don't have this thing on your list. Yeah. 
do you want one of these alternatives? And it's a photo from the supermarket. And then I can be like right. responding to them in real time. Well, they do have it. It's right there on the page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never had that. Well, that's the thing is like, <laughs> I feel like happened? I'm very efficient at shopping and like, I know where everything is in my local store and I know, you know, like the best, yeah. I've got my route and I've got my phone and all that. And, and, and my, my store is actually the one I go to is fairly small. So it's not usually that busy. It's not one of the giant stores nearby. So it's not, it's usually pretty empty. I can usually get in and out in like 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, I, that's not for me, not enough disincentive to not do it. My, my biggest my pan- pandemic change to the way I grocery shop is because uh, I use Apple reminders to, for the grocery list Karen and I both use it. And we, you know, cause we can update with you know, dingus. Uh, and I have gotten in the habit of like right before I go to the grocery store, I put it in order that the items are in, in the grocery store. So mm. I can do, so I can just sweep through. Cause usually, usually what I do, it's like, I'm out, I'm having a good time. I don't care. You know, it's like, it's time for me to just wander around the store and go back and forth. And Oh, I forgot cheese. <laughs> and, and that's like four aisles back and I got to go back and get cheese. <laughs> and um, now I'm like, Nope, I- I'm getting everything in order and going, going through the grocery store in one fell swoop and being done. One reason I like any list is that it automatically adds stuff to like category, like produce or snacks mm-hmm. or dairy or stuff. When you add stuff, it automatically categorizes yeah. it. So I like that because then I know like, oh, I'm in the dairy aisle. I got to get milk. I got to get cheese. I got to get eggs. You know, I find that yeah. pretty, pretty easy. Eggs but yeah, are not dairy. It's Derek. Yes, they are. They're in the dairy aisle. I don't know what to tell you. Your dairy. Yeah. Your face is dairy. <laughs> legendary no i was gonna say i will say i went shopping just yesterday He's a legendary bard <laughs> i went shopping just yesterday morning and i have as of last week installed the 14.5 beta so i got to use the new watch unlock uh when yeah. i was at the grocery store and it's great i love it i'm very excited about this nice. i also had to go to the doctor's office yesterday and uh, i got he to use okay. it there too so there's that are you okay I yes I I my shoulder has been giving me trouble for like three months and I finally was like oh, fine I'll go see someone I really don't you think want it's been to giving you trouble I yeah. can't get your shoulder to leave me alone no, I've been trying to give you the cold shoulder but it just <laughs> hasn't worked cold one. Damn it, oh, you're not fast enough <laughs> speed it up Barb um, you didn't put enough points in dexterity motherfucker <laughs> wow <laughs> he's not wrong. angry angry game of D and D. I, I also think, though, that Dan, Dan said, and Maltz, you did not back this up, but Dan said he can get in and out of the supermarket in 10 to 15 minutes. I think part of that is a difference of shopping for two versus shopping for more. Well, <laughs> because, yeah, like, that's true. Family of five style, man, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Lauren goes to the supermarket. She's got a list, and she's there for an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying true. to shop for, like, two weeks, um, you know, like, tr- only go in every every two weeks but the refrigerator got just so full of stuff it was like too jam-packed we couldn't find anything we found we were throwing a lot of food out. yeah and so. i find i run into like i don't know finding produce enough that lasts for two weeks like some stuff yeah. stays fine and then like you know right. halfway through the week i'm like oh we're out of bananas or whatever and it's like eh, it's just yeah. annoying so i'm back to I'm back to weekly yeah i do about once a week yeah we do a meal kit for like for us like three nights a week or something so that ends up supplementing a lot meaning that we don't have to shop for that which has actually been tremendously helpful except My when uh, service is grubhub <laughs> we've been trying to cut back a little bit like we try to order out like once a week when we can but last week because of the snowstorm our meal kit box like it's supposed to show up on tuesday and then like it's like oh it's been delivered and then they're like just kidding 
we're having problems because of the storm and then it rolled back to like we're packing it and then it rolled back to nope we've lost it or it's been damaged and we're like great we've planted some food we we never went into business in the first place (laughs) but they told us like oh probably thursday and then on thursday like no it's been lost or damaged and we're like all right fine we'll have to plan you know we're out tonight and plan something else tomorrow and then next morning it was sitting on the doorstep And I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, get your act together. So yeah. still fresh. It was fine. We used it. It was uh, it was all edible and, and OK, except for one thing of broccoli that was pretty <laughs> dead, but otherwise fine. I love ordering food when it's a snowstorm, if the roads are cleared, because you can tip really heavily. So you feel good about yourself and not have to make food. I think that's just a great combination. <laughs> yeah. So when we had a snowstorm, that's what I did. We're having a snowstorm right now. As we record, I this. haven't actually looked out the window. You're having a snowstorm. I am having a snowstorm, John. <laughs> right now, I just said this. No, I just said that. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, well, you might not have to worry about the roads being clear when you have your Apple Car, Lex. Is all I'm saying. Except, except now, except now, now everyone has denied that they're even thinking about making an Apple Car. <laughs> uh, but all those companies that said, "Oh yeah, we're totally talking to Apple about uh, the car." Very funny. Said, no, we're not talking to Apple about. The but car. the thing is, like, as I heard somebody talking about, I think it might have been Mike Hurley and Jason talking about this the other day. Is like, it's I'm not even clear about what's happened there. Was it Apple pulled back? Was it they not? We're not supposed to talk about this in the first place. Were they in talks? Had a deal been signed and they canceled the deal because they were so pissed off? I feel like anything could be true at this point. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, but I mean, they, what am I so, going to do? What am I going to do? I mean, I can't imagine that. I, 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 I wouldn't put it past Apple. I guess I should say to get pissed off enough at a company leaking information that they're not supposed to leak that they abandon a whole strategy. But if they had worked out a deal where they were going to manufacture a car there, I can't imagine that just like some uncorroborated stories are enough for like never mind we're not doing it or that they would say you must go out and lie and say we're not doing it at all so i feel like it just was i don't know i don't know what to believe happened there but it seems a little bit crazy to me it does i mean i think some of it was just i agree with you i think it's some of those car companies getting ahead of themselves but i also think it's a taste for apple of what it's like to be in business with car companies who do not understand the way apple does business right like who put the car before the horse (laughs) Which is weird because the horse came first. I'm very, I don't, yeah. Uh, there was also a, apparently a report just as we're recording this that um, the Cal- from the California DMV, uh, which has like mileage reports for self-driving vehicles being tested in the state. And apparently Apple doubled its mileage for self-driving tests in California over the previous year. So, you know, there's, there's clearly something being so worked on. could be on. here any day. Is what any day. I mean, yeah. It could arrive and yeah. drop off your food. There was also a report suggesting it would not only be autonomous, but like, <laughs> I think this is bullshit, but not have like a steering wheel. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think we're there. Yeah. I don't think even by 2025 we're there. I mean, GM can't com- commit to having its like lineup all electric by 2035, right? Like that's what they just announced was like by 2035, they'll, they'll switch over to electrics. I don't think cars will be entirely autonomous and able to handle that in 20 by 2025 that seems unlikely yeah i agree so you're not buying one yet Nah, i'm not gonna put down my money I'm, with I'm bitcoin put, i'm putting my bitcoin away yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> i uh, so i uh, let's talk about bitcoin and tesla for a second let's address the electric <laughs> elephant in the room <sighs> oh with how the... far did the electric elephant go on a charge though uh, <laughs> it has really good trunk space uh, if i could get an electric elephant i would get an electric elephant um uh do you know what you call the uh, offspring of an elephant and a rhinoceros mm-hmm. elephino uh so the <laughs> tesla announced earlier this week that uh, they had invested 1.5 billion dollars into bitcoin and that they would soon take bitcoin payments for cars 
And I've seen various people tweeting saying things to the effect of uh, anybody who bought a Tesla claiming they did it for the environment <laughs> is full of shit since Amazon, <laughs> since, uh, since, since Tesla bought a bunch of Bitcoin and Bitcoin is very, very bad for the environment. Right. But I didn't buy a Tesla knowing that years later they were going to invest in Bitcoin. Right. I did buy it for environmental You, you should have known. So bite me, tweeter. <laughs> you should have known. That's all. You should have you uh, dialed up Elon. That's on you. It seemed, yeah, yeah, actually, you might have you might have been able to guess that would happen, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. I think it's a weird I don't choice. Think, I don't think you should be charged for it, but I think, yeah. I think it's a weird choice to, uh, you know, I understand why they did it, and they also, you know, invested a billion and a half, and I, but, like, it's weird to buy a car with Bitcoin, I feel like, because it feels then like you're timing the market, right? Like, where it's, it's like buying a car with shares of stock or something because, you know, you might pay for that car with, you know, a quarter of a Bitcoin, right, or something. And then a week later, that quarter of a Bitcoin is worth twice as much or half as much. So, like, it's it feels like much more of a lottery at that point where it's like, can I time the Bitcoin, like, fluctuations so that I buy something for basically a lot less than it's worth? And in some ways that... I find that totally in keeping with Tesla as a company. Will they, will they take my games stock? I don't know. Also, I thought in Tesla's announcement, it was interesting that they said they may or may not liquidate the Bitcoin when you pay them Bitcoin, which is like, well, yeah, it depends on how much fucking money they just made. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird, weird. I won't be buying my car with, with Bitcoin, just so you know. Any car ever. Probably for the best. Uh, you won't be buying any phones because only 5% of sales in the first half of January was the <laughs> iPhone 12 mini, apparently. Just stop. <laughs> don't even, don't even, don't talk to me or my small phone ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, drive right on past that one, I guess. My, my phone, son. I did like that apparently MPs in the British government are telling them to bid to bake, to build the Apple car, which I enjoyed. I laughed at that headline. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but it was... It was funny. Build Apple car is that, in the UK is that, that, because of Brexit. They think that's their big. That's essentially their big yes. Build, they're going to build the Apple car now. Yep, that's their plan. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with that. Uh, apparently, they do build the Leaf there in Sunderland right now, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, yeah. Speaking of supply chains, there's a long story in Bloomberg about Tim Cook and his supply chain genius today. <laughs> it was an interesting read, but I didn't feel like it was anything. I didn't feel there was anything in there that imparted brand new information other than it definitely made him sound a lot cozier with the Trump administration than previously. And that was a little uncomfortable. Oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not see this article. I didn't see it either. It's yeah, it's Mark Gurman. And I can't remember who the other guy is who wrote it, but it's, it was how cozy big. was he, Dan? You know, how cozy? Uh, I mean, they talk about, he was there way like he basically visited the Trump white house much more often than most if any other ceos bloomberg is of course the uh outfit yes that you, would you like to read the footnote <laughs> footnote footnote i'm trying to see if i can find it uh but it was again how much of it is tim cook playing politics i don't think you could argue that it was because he was best buddies with them but at the same time i feel like how how far does it go right like how far does it go when you are working with another yeah, uh, you know, an administration like that, right? I've been trying to stall while I pull up this article, and it gave me the like you've run out of Bloomberg articles. So right, that's I, that, yeah, that's why I tend not to read Bloomberg articles because I, I don't subscribe because you know it, it's the company that published the big hack. Basically, yeah. So they suggested that he was at, there a lot, that he bonded with Ivanka and Jared, which I did not particularly uh, appreciate. <laughs> God. <laughs> 
Uh, they describe it as an unlikely front friendship that upset liberal-leaning Apple veterans, which I don't know. That seems a little pointed, but I don't know. An unlikely friendship. Yeah, that seems Man. like too far. I don't. I don't know that. Un- that's... Yeah, that seems far-fetched, but whatever. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna need confirmation on that. They also attended the president's CEO summits as well as dinners at the White House and at the president's golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, and bonded with his daughter Ivanka and his son-in-law Jared Kushner. This this sounds this sounds like this was written uh, you know after talking to pe- you know people in the Trump administration. Well, yeah, I mean, literally the next line is Gary Cohn, Trump's chief economic advisor until 2018, estimates Cook came to Washington every four to six weeks, far more frequently than other tech CEOs. Okay, so yeah. He also said our dinners weren't talking all about Apple tariffs and technology. I say 75 percent of them was talking about life. <laughs> okay, sure. Wow. Anyways, I don't know. It, it was an interesting read, but uh, I feel like. Some of it felt a little thin to me. So Yeah. I don't know. I still don't like it. It's why I'm no longer buying Apple products. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, all, it's Amazon. all Amazon for here That's on right. out. Relax. <laughs> you guys see the story about all the iOS app scams? Yeah. Yeah. That, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what's the name of the developer again? So the developer of uh, what, a keyboard? Costa Eleftheriu. I yeah, apologize I, for not getting I, I, I didn't correct. want to try and pronounce it. That's why I asked you. <laughs> um, thanks you're welcome as the fighter i fell on my sword <laughs> <laughs> i can't follow my spells dan <laughs> believe me you've tried <laughs> exactly yeah so he found a scam a, a ripoff of his own app and they were even using his own videos <laughs> to promote it yeah, that's, man, <laughs> that he made ballsy. to promote his app to promote their app um and they had made them, you know, bought themselves a bunch of five star reviews on the web on the uh, app store. And then their app does like absolutely nothing is non-functional and it charges you like nine dollars a week. Um, you have to you, when you download it, you have to unlock it immediately. And it charges like some ridiculous amount every week. And he's since gone on to find a whole bunch of other ones. I think they they did remove that the the copy of his app, I believe, but did not remove well, other apps that the same company has published. And he, he also basically the same thing. He also like actually did a deep dive into the, all the places where essentially you can pay for reviews and stuff too, which like the campaigns mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we'll see you with all these five-star reviews and then we'll come back and do it later and stuff like, I, again, I, I don't understand how those continue to exist or even right. if Apple doesn't, I don't know what you is there a legal case for suing for gaming the system probably but even so it seems like you should be able to detect those right like turn your vaunted machine learning algorithms on you know figuring out what reviews are real and which ones are fake or something like that I mean the the app store just well and 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 also just like get rid of the apps that don't do crap and charge you ten dollars a week that that part I mean that part at, at least seems like the bare minimum that they should be able to do because they go to all this trouble to review these things they spend a lot of time rejecting free apps that they feel like you know skirt the rules in some weird way by you know like executing scripts or something like that you know that that they're concerned about other companies gaining power in the app store ecosystem that they're so worried about that stuff that they don't they, they won't let a free app that runs Unix shell commands onto the <laughs> you know, and then they let these people just scam people for yeah, it. It years does on end. seem like they prioritize the wrong things, right? Because essentially, right? I mean, they they've literally targeted these apps that are innovative and interesting and doing cool stuff, right? Yeah, and then let the apps up that are totally spammy, garbage, right. like scam do stuff. absolutely nothing, and. Yeah. I mean, that and feels these are these are things that are specifically, you know, in the 
developer agreement. I mean, these are things that are not supposed to be allowed. And they are also things that Apple has promised to users that, you know, the whole idea of we're going to have a restricted app store, our app store is not going to be as open as other app stores. And the benefit to you, the user, is that things are going to be more secure and things are going to be better. And they are falling down on that. Yeah, you're not wrong. And I also, I think Dan is right to say that, you know, Apple could use machine learning and other smarts to figure out how to not let this happen on the review side. On the on the app submission side, it, it seems harder. I saw, I think it was Marco Arment was advocating for getting rid of weekly subscriptions altogether, but I, I don't know if I think that's the move, but I think that Apple could handle subscriptions much better than it does. The default should be that you get notified anytime you're going to get charged for a subscription. And it could put it on your own iOS devices calendar. It could just show you an alert. And by default, it doesn't want to do those things. I think you can manually turn on an option to have yourself get emailed before purchases renew. But subscriptions especially feel ripe for abuse. Listen, there's a whole lot of industries, a whole lot of businesses that count on you forgetting you have a subscription. And that's the whole business model, right? Get people to sign up and then hopefully you don't charge them so much each month that they notice. I have to go to the gym to cancel my gym membership and it's making me angry. Ross and Chandler have had this problem. So I feel like um, this is uh, (laughs) Apple could do this better and should given how much they care about consumers like that part. It's, it's done in a way to, to sneakily keep charging you. And I hate it so much. That's all. Yeah. No, Thank I, you for coming to my TED Talk. I think there's a, you know, we've said for years, the app store is the biggest, you know, mark against Apple. And I think it continues to be true. I've never said that. Yeah, I have you on record. <laughs> and if I don't, I can easily assemble that from things you've said over mm-hmm. the last several yeah, years. He's got a lot of words easy. that you said. I hate the <laughs> Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's lex right there lex is a dog <laughs> but you know there, there's so much there was something in um i think it was in the post a couple weeks ago where they went and like audited a bunch of the apps that have the privacy labels on them right like apple's now mandating that they put these privacy information and like half of them were lying <laughs> and like they were they were inaccurate about what the app was like you know they said the app didn't collect things and the app does collect things and you know again it's a hard problem because I think you have to police all of that. And how do you find out if something is really, collecting Dan, illicitly? If you can't trust privacy invading apps, then who can you trust? It's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> just it's the eternal question. But mm-hmm. again, I mean, who is, why, why? I thought you were going to talk about suits for a second there. <laughs> I, I just not sure. So you can trust Indochino. No, they didn't pay for that. That's free Indochino. Enjoy it. <laughs> I just, I, I, the app store remains their biggest weak spot. I don't know why they're not working harder on it. I mean, uh, Phil Schiller retired so he could spend more time with the app store and he hasn't seemingly done anything. And <laughs> he's, got, he's got little app stores at home. That's right. Uh, but I mean, recognizing that essentially the app store is a big enough deal that it's one of two things that Phil is now responsible for, right? It's like that and events. You're only having a certain number of events per year. So it seems like the app store should occupy a lot of your time. What are you doing? What, like... It, it It is so antithetical right. to what we think of Apple's strong suits that it just seems like, hey, here's a marketplace where we can just make money hand over fist and not yeah. really worry about what's going on. And, the, and, and those things tie into the the perception that they must, if, if you know, they, they have a, a senior executive who is <laughs> tasked with this and is not doing a lot else right now, um, then it must be working the way they think it should work. Right. Which is yeah. really part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty bad, and I I would hope to see something major done about that, or at least announced this year. But I'm not really holding my breath after this long. Because again, what are the 
there's not a lot of disincentivizing behavior happening here. People are still paying for apps. And right. the complaints are relatively small well, in yeah. quantity, apparently. That's the other thing. They make money off of these spam apps as well. So Yeah, that that should be enough to make you feel uncomfortable, is I guess my exactly. feeling, right? Like you should I mean, feel I a little shameful. They I don't think they really want these apps. I mean and you know, if I think about it, I wouldn't imagine that they do, but the fact that they're so lazy by getting rid of them is doesn't look great. No. It no. Nope. No. No. There we go. <laughs> I got a free shirt from Peloton. <laughs> Jesus, change this topic <laughs> for all the advertising, the free advertising you're giving them. I had a hundred rides century club, man. You get a shirt. I mean, it's a free shirt in that you've paid them shitloads of money. Yeah. Right. Right. We've taken this off of your Peloton debt, Lex. <laughs> you get, So you guys, you guys are not big in the clubhouse yet. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm it. not in the clubhouse at all. I, that sounds like a, that does not sound like a thing that I will be interested in any way, so, shape, or form. I mean, ago. I talk to you, I talk to you guys every week, and I love talking to you guys. Oh, I really week, did not think I, you were going to say that. I don't like talking to people. <laughs> like unscheduled or impromptu, random conference calls that you can listen in on and possibly join. Like it, it doesn't appeal to me as is. I've I've participated in some things and I've talked to some friends on it, but it, I do agree with you that it is weird. And I will say years ago, and Dan may remember this. Moltz may remember this. I don't know. Moltz is old, so it's hard to predict. <laughs> I can't remember things. Uh, years ago, I made an app with uh, uh, my friend Marco Tabini, mm. an app store app called Let's Sing. And at the time, we were inspired by <laughs> yeah. an app that was very, very popular for a few I minutes that. called Draw Something. And Draw Something was like asynchronous words with friends like Pictionary, effectively. And I was like, God, you could do that with 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 a singing game, too. And so, you know, you would be presented with a couple different songs you could pick which one you wanted to hum or whistle but not sing the words from and then your your competitor your friend you were playing with had to guess what song you were singing and uh it had a spike of popularity and then very very quickly died off in part because stuff that involves you making noise <laughs> in public while you use your phone it's tough, yeah. right? Like you're not yeah. going to be commuting and singing to your phone, you're not going to be at work and singing to your phone. And I think it's also going to be a problem especially once uh, more people are vaccinated and more people are leaving their homes more regularly again. <laughs> like, and I play yeah. Clubhouse where it's like, listen live or talk live is super weird to me. So I, uh, I, I, think, I don't believe in it long term. Well, that's the thing is I, I agree. I, I think it's a fad. And right now, a lot of its hype is being driven by the exclusivity part of it. Like, I think that is, and the fact yeah. that they have done a nice job of courting celebrities of various stripes to be part of it. I think that is the attractive part. But I think the fundamentally the problem with it is that it requires, unlike Twitter, where it's like you can dip in and dip out, like it doesn't, you have to like commit to sitting down and listening to that. And I guess if you're doing a job where you can do your work and maybe listen to something like basically like listening to a podcast, but a live version of that, that's probably fine. But I'm not sure that it's something, the, the impromptu nature of it, I'm not sure makes for a good destination entertainment i don't know it seems odd and i i don't think it will last i think as soon as it goes public it'll have a brief spike and then it will fade into obscurity you'll fade into obscurity <laughs> 10 years later we're all on, on clubhouse now. everything is on clubhouse <laughs> <laughs> thanks for clubbing into our clubhouse <laughs> welcome to the clubcast don't forget to use some house coin <laughs> you can spend your club points at our club store welcome to clubhouse prime which is full of clubs <laughs> We call it going clubbing. <laughs> re, 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 rebound themed clubs. 
Mm, like for securing our car steering wheels but ah my apple car doesn't have a steering wheel eat it that's right how on earth are you going to secure that car yeah it's, there's just no way it can't be done can't be done can't be done not an option you know what is an option though made to mit never mind <laughs> what's happening he almost got me he almost got me that time <laughs> Somebody made an app. Somebody made an app called Controly. Did you see? I did see this. <laughs> Where you can turn a game controller into a remote control for Max. <laughs> I thought it weird, but it, is, it looks. It's, I, I like. It's I, well I done. Love it, and think, why the hell would you do this at the same time? I I will say the other night I ended up using. Cat um, was was working out with the Fitness Plus on the Apple TV, and it's like I was just kind of puttering around. It's like, oh man, I want to pick up that Xbox game I'm working on. So I I started using the the local game streaming feature where I can stream a game just from the console. And for whatever reason, that feature is just incredibly. Sometimes it's like kind of skippy and it works. It like jumps around, but I used it the other night. It worked perfectly it was literally like sitting in front of the xbox i had my xbox controller like bluetooth to the ipad i was using my airpods and it played like i was sitting in front of the console i was like wow uh, this is amazing this is way better than the last time i used it and like the next night i ran to a similar situation i was like all right i'll fire up my my game again and like the audio was just skipping wildly the video was fine the gameplay was fine but the audio was just like skipping wildly i'm like I cannot tell. Nothing has changed <laughs> like in the 24 hours between these two experiences. And I literally don't know how to fix it or why it's not working as well as it was last night. But like, it is an amazing feature when it works. But yeah, very disappointing that it's not consistent. So yeah, I try. I've used the um, the only one that, of those kinds of things that I've used is the Steam mm-hmm. thing, because I have I have a couple of games that are on a, a pc up in the attic and i've played them via my mac from downstairs um and it works okay uh but it's not like for some reason return of the Oberden would not play on my macbook pro my 2016 macbook pro and it would play Probably on this, don't play that. this old uh this old lenovo that's up there so um i would just i would play it that way and it was it worked okay it was it was definitely slower obviously but it worked fine but I haven't finished that game. <laughs> like I, I really enjoyed Shame. that game at the beginning, and then I just I somehow lost steam, if you will. Mm, maybe if you <laughs> reset it, or I don't know. I reset myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reset this guy. <laughs> Do we? Uh, so what? there's a there was also a piece about uh, Dan Rich. I was going to mention that Riccio. 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 I, yeah. Um, shifting focus to AR head AR VR headsets. It used to always. I mean, everybody used to say that Apple was only doing AR, but now they're yeah. hearing a lot more about VR. There was a again. I was listening to Upgrade this week, and and Mike and Jason did have a long conversation at this, but I thought it was very interesting because I mean, some of it from a strategy point of view, I can see why. The AR stuff is maybe harder and VR is more approachable right now. But I think that the weird thing is that story, is it that one or was it the, um, the, it was the information I think had the one where they talked about it, like it's got dual 8K displays and it's $3,000 and yeah, um, right, right, right. That, that product makes no sense to me and I, I can't square that circle with Apple. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, it seems like a, yeah, it's a pro, it's a prototype device that is only going to be appeal to an extremely small set of people right and is that a product that's actually being sold is that i didn't read the the original story but i didn't know if the three thousand dollars was like this is what it would cost to build or like this is actually what they are going to sell a product because i cannot fathom 
Apple walking out the door and saying, like, we're going to sell 250,000 of these at $3,000 a pop, right? Like, we don't think we're going to sell them in volume, but we think we're going to sell a lot of them. And it's not to make money. It's to, like, sort of put our stake in the ground. I'm like, that does not seem like something that they do. No, it does not seem like they... Yeah. And it's not to say they couldn't change their strategy, but I I just... I don't understand so much about that product, including, like... Yeah, it's not an historically representative move by Apple. And... It feels like a Microsoft HoloLens move, right? And yeah, I, I even yeah. if you just were saying like this is mainly to appeal to people working in you know creating VR experiences or or VFX people doing uh, VF VR stuff, like again, that feels like yeah, we sold maybe Mac Pros or like Pro Display XDRs that were targeted at very specific markets, but those don't yeah, feel true. like VR stuff, <laughs> like. Yeah. VR feels even less less addressable as a market. I mean, right. I want to be clear. No matter what it costs, when it comes out, if it's real, Moats will buy one. I just want everybody <laughs> to know. Not if it's 3000 bucks, I'm not. I guess you, you're not in the market for a VR product, even if Apple makes it, because they make you throw up. <laughs> yeah, and plus, and, and the few times that I've tried VR stuff, I mean, I mean, this was a while back and was uh, you know very rudimentary stuff um i got nauseated so <laughs> i'm not <laughs> it's not a product line that i'm terribly interested in currently um someone I would mean, have to uh, stuff do is, a lot more to convince me it is cool i mean don't get me wrong like i've only used uh my friend used to do a little bit of work at a vr game company uh startup and i went over to his office a couple times and used it and it was it's cool but i again apple and gaming you know the only time they've ever gotten gaming right is the iphone and i think that was a fluke is what i've always argued i don't think that they (laughs) i don't think they set out thinking this is a great gaming device they suddenly realized holy crap we're making a lot of money on games here we better push that hard but every time they try to do more of it it doesn't really work out like steve jobs didn't even want to do an app store to begin with really (laughs) yeah i mean so i think the idea that they're going to build a device whose primary like media right now seems to be games strikes me as mm-hmm. nonsensical and i cannot maybe they've come up with some really great application <laughs> that they think this is going to blow the socks off you know like everybody's going to want a vr headset to do x but i don't know what that is <laughs> to me you know i have a son with a birthday coming up and uh we were trying to figure out what the hell to get him. buy him a three thousand dollar headset <laughs> And one of them, you know, one of my wife's ideas was, should we get him some kind of VR gaming system? I was like, no, they're totally yeah. antisocial also, right? Like most other gaming people can kind of enjoy with you or play with you in some way. But VR headsets are very much like a solitary thing. Well, unless you've yes. all got one, right? Shut up, Dan. Nobody asked you, Dan. And so the... <laughs> Buy one for everyone in the family, Lex. Nope. <laughs> what are my molts? But the... <laughs> <laughs> why, why is it me all of a sudden uh, he's, he's trying but, to uh, spread it around i did he, not buy the home pod when it came out okay just that's know. true that's true but i don't know i i just i i am prepared to you know once again admit being wrong if we're wrong but i there's no way this is something that apple is making it doesn't make any sense i no, there's no way not <laughs> yeah. not in this way not not at this price tag for these purposes yeah, just, and, sense. and one of the things jason mike we're speculating about is like is this because the technology won't be like you know you could see them potentially wanting to make the glasses if they think the glasses might be long way down the road maybe that's a smartphone replacement or a smartphone analog uh, you know once the technology has developed considerably and maybe they're trying to push the envelope on starting the development now but again that does not explain why you would create the interim step to sell unless you're considering like this is like essentially a dev kit right 
where it's like, oh, we're going to have these great experiences, but we need to yeah. get our developers. But again, which again, doesn't seem really which again doesn't seem they just had an entire fight over how much the like the 500 dollars dev kit for with the m1s (laughs) like yeah you think they're gonna have a lot of takers for a three thousand dollar dev kit that might brick in a year i don't know it doesn't seem likely to me it's to me it's it's as likely as apple saying you never mind we're not gonna only give you 200 dollars back for your developer kit we're gonna give you 500 dollars back instead (laughs) and give you longer time to use it which they would never do or give you a credit (laughs) towards other devices if you've already bought an m1 mac That would never happen. Bananas. Not the Apple I know. No. Certainly not. <laughs> That's all we're doing on that story, though. <laughs> not even going to explain it. <laughs> if you don't know, then you don't know. They, they, they backtracked. They, you know, they said they were only going to give developers $200 for their M1 development kits, and, they, and people complained, and they said, okay, Holds here's the explainer. The thing that I did not quite get from that is i definitely saw a lot of devs not a lot but i saw devs who were notable like talking about like i don't know i don't see what the big deal about 200 dollars credit exactly is. and yeah, I, was, I know it seemed like most of the devs didn't really care that much um it, you know everybody just sort of like yeah that's kind of what i expected you know apple's being ridiculous you know per- i wouldn't say that was <laughs> normal cheap self people. to us they, they don't really like us anyways <laughs> i think it was kind of it was pretty evenly 50 50 split from like the people i was seeing between those who thought it was a crap deal and those who are like it's a crap deal but what are you like or not even a crap deal like I, I don't know basically as business was expect you know business as expected yes and right. i don't know i mean apple backtracked on it significantly they changed all of the things that were like unlikable about it which suggests to me that they felt like they made the wrong decision right like if they yeah. felt comfortable yeah. with 200 dollars back they would have just left it at that so right. I'm a little puzzled by that aspect of it because I did not think they would walk it back and then they did considerably. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they did. I mean, I think that was the, the, what they should have done in the first place. Yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, you know, the, you know, the company's got more money than anybody, you know, any company ever. I always thought it was a bad look. Companies, so. Yeah. Right, it's just dumb. It's, it's just, you don't need to do that and it's not gonna, it's not gonna make that much, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be reflected on your bottom line at all. It's a complete rounding error. Yeah, and I mean, it seemed weird to me that they would ask you to lease the machine for 500 bucks for a year and then give you a $200 credit towards a new machine, but a lot of people were pointing out the M1 dev kits, like, broke, essentially, like, or stopped working. And it's like, well, yeah. that, that yeah. machine is not good anymore then, right? Like, if you don't want it back, or, or at least let me ship it back for a refund of my lease money, <laughs> you know, even if you're not going to credit me towards another machine, yeah. that seems weird. I mean, it'd be like, somebody listening to this podcast and like we pay they paid for a membership and then we just said fuck you you get no money back <laughs> oh wait do we do that just like that do we are do we that talking, are we talking about someone in particular no just an example <laughs>